You're listening to Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, uh, for those of that who may have thought we were off the airwaves, um, we've made our way back um, after a false storm, which we're used to at Essendon. Um, <laughs> we thought your computer was fixed, but evidently it wasn't. And now you're really sure you fixed it. Correct. Well, that's the thing, mate. Um, yeah, tried to, uh, you know, fix a couple of things and it seemed to be working. Then uh, it stuffed up again. So went out and bought some parts and, uh, yeah, it seems to be running fine now. So, um, yeah, uh, now that we're back in the airways, can make up for lost ground. And uh, for anyone that you know, has missed out on their, you know, weekly two-hour-long podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you've uh, you probably enjoyed the well-end rest from last week. Um, yeah. We'll be back into it now. Yeah, no, nah, good. Um, and, of course, mate, it had to be the week where we had a big win, an enjoyable win, that uh, the computer failed. Um, and it just happened to come back just after a loss to the bottom West Coast Eagles. So thanks for that, mate. Yeah, well, you know, that's a that's a thing. Um, you know, whether it comes in pay cycles or it comes in uh, you know, the Essendon redemption cycle. Um it's uh that's that's just the way the cookie cookie crumbled on this occasion. But um yeah, look, um it, it was great to have a, a win against St. Kilda, but um like all of us were probably thinking, where the bloody hell's this this been? Um and we were sort of thinking, okay, well is it was that the turning um like the turning uh, point uh, of the season, and the boys have knuckled down. They they learn how to play within this system, or um, you know what we're all sort of fearing was that performance and aberration uh, in itself. And um, unfortunately, it turned out to be that way because uh, you know West Coast uh, certainly made us look silly for the you know, vast majority of the night. And when you look at St Kilda's performance last night. It might be more of a sign of where they were at as well because mm. they played pretty rubbish football uh, for most of that game on Saturday night against the Swans. Um, and, mate, I really enjoyed my time at the game against the Saints. It was the first time I'd seen us play you know, some really good attacking footy for you know, the best part of four quarters. Mm. We did have that lapse where the Saints kicked five in a row and yep. tied up the game. But just the response to that was magnificent, you know. Kick six goals and then really, you know, grind home the win. It's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I was hoping that finally the penny has dropped, you know. They've obviously made some changes at, you know, training and so forth and they're going to make the game a bit more interesting to watch. We're starting to score a bit more. And, uh, you know, I was really looking forward to it and then, even the start of the game on Friday night against the Eagles, mate, we we played the same kind of footy, tacking kind of brand of footy. We looked pretty comfortable there. Mm. Um, Peter Wright missed a few shots, but we could have been easily, you know, best part of four or five goals up. Yep. Um, and just to watch us gradually get, you know, overrun as the Eagles got their confidence, uh, we just couldn't go with them. And, yeah, although we... <laughs> Kept fighting for most of the game. Um, you know, uh, I saw on a Sunday footy show, Matty Lloyd brought up a stat and 
you know, it was the first time in, you know, so many games that, uh, you know, we saw Josh Kennedy kick five goals. It was the first time the Eagles had scored over 100 points in almost, you know, 20 odd games. Um, it was the first time, you know, the Eagles had actually had a win, you know, at home, you know, for a long time. So it's just always us, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to break a streak, play Essendon. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, mate. Uh, we've got a, a good run of putting, uh, you know, players out of form into form and teams out of form into form. Um, we're, you know, we're good like that. Uh, but uh, look, the, the one thing I did take a positive sign, um, you know, from both the, the Saints game and West Coast Eagles game um, was we, we did seem to have a lot more attacking flair. Um, we seemed to show a few more options for goal, uh, you know, uh, we, we got a lot more scoring shots from, from both games. So that that's absolutely the positive start of it. But um, the the poor side of it, James, was um, we continued to, you know, drop our chances and very good chances, very gettable chances in front of goal, um, which, uh, you know, is, is really disappointing. Because uh, as I say, there was points in the game where we, we could have been, you know, well up. Um, but our constant, you know, lack of efficiency... Um, you know, in, in front of goal, uh, but even all around the ground is uh, is pretty worrying. Now, I want to go through um, like some disposal efficiencies um, of some blokes um, throughout the game, James. Um, now, Nick Hind, I think, you know, he had moments in the game where he was really good, but he ended up that game with just 65% disposal efficiency. Um, so one out of every three, effectively, was uh, was getting turned over. Like, that's far too high. Zach Merritt, um, look, he got plenty of appeal, and he actually features, features in my votes. But, again, 64.3% disposal efficiency. Sammy Durham, 63%. Nick Bryan, 62%. Peter Wright, 61%. Sam Draper, 57%. Matt Guelphie, 55%. Will Snelling, 54.5%. And Archie Perkins went at 50%. So, like, that's um, that's too many blokes not, you know, hitting targets. Like, you know, nine blokes, James, uh, out of the 22 um, that weren't able to, you know, hit targets on a, um, on a consistent basis. Like, I personally think, you know, under 70 75%, um, that's... that's uh, sort of recent mediocrity for me. Now, we know some of those guys can be class users of the footy, you know, Will Snelling, Archie Perkins, uh, a couple of those. But um, we can't keep giving up the footy so, so easy. Like, yeah, one out of every three off, for some cases, like every second ball um, was a turnover. We can't keep coughing those up, Jane. Um, so whether it's in front of goal, whether it's around the ground, disposal efficiency has to be um, one thing that the club works on. Um, and that that comes into many things. I mean, you think of um, you know the old Hawthorne list. They were, they were filled with blokes who like really knew how to kick the footy. Like yes, they had shortcomings in other areas. They weren't as, they were as fast as others, uh, but they they knew how to hit a target. And I think you know currently you know in our system of play, we don't have enough line breakers to consistently break through and um, you know get us going forward on a consistent basis. Um, we don't have enough guys who can, you know, um, make those contested marks. Um, 
on a consistent basis to you know win those you know 50 50 contests or anything like that so everything we every time we're um sort of getting it up forward if we're consistently handing it over we've seen how damaging like opposition sides have been scoring off the turnover against us this year jane um so i think yeah that's one thing for me where i'm like all right if we're serious about improving as a club let's um look at this you know first and foremost you know um yeah we need to be able to use a footy um effectively because otherwise we're just leaving ourselves open to be um yeah, pulled apart, and and we are are seeing that on a consistent basis. Yeah, well, especially the Eagles, they so many times coast to coast, and um, you know, sometimes it almost feels like the footy gods are against you because some of those uh, one touch pickups and you know that one ended mark to Darling, and you know, lots of little things along the way could have gone either way, but Murphy's Law it happened. Everything worked for them against us. And, um, you know, like, uh, I just think that we as a footy club have got a long way to go still, obviously. Um, and, you know, we could not repel, uh, you know, the Eagles' confidence. And it was just so noticeable when they fell up and about, we were pretty powerless. And I want to go back to that second quarter, mate. Uh, really stood out. The Eagles kicked six goals straight to our two goal five two goals five. And that's yeah, you know, a huge turning point in the game when you don't make the most of your opportunities as you spoke about earlier. Yep. Absolutely. And I think um like that point you touched on there, Jane, where you know they were up and about, they had their confidence up. Um you know that can uh, like that's all mental um in terms of like if you're if you're backing yourself, you know more likely than not things are going to uh, come off for you, um, or at least you'll back yourself um, in and you know do everything you can to to win the footy. And, but if you doubt yourself, that's where people take short steps. Um, and you know personally, while I, I don't doubt the effort of the the players, sometimes it can feel like they're they're sort of playing scared footy, whether it's scared for their positions, whether it's um, yeah, scared for the man that they're playing on, uh, whether it's, you know, I don't know, scared whether they're going to lose the game or not. You know, for me, like, if it's a confidence game, like, um, <laughs> I don't know, we talk about it a lot, Jay, but, like, our old sides, like the 2000 side, for example, like, they back themselves every game. They're like, nah, we've got this one. Uh, and they'd have it won before they uh, went out on the field. Um, you know, and so if you're, if you're taking a backward step all the time, of course, the opposition is going to say, oh, well, they're scared of the footy. They don't want that thing. Um, we'll bloody take it off them. Like, it's like, it's, uh, I suppose, a self-licking ice cream, Jane, mm. in that if we're taking backward steps, that gives them further confidence. And we just see how uh, destructive that can be. I mean, we've, we don't have many players, um, like if we're honest, that have the resilience to, to keep on um, yeah, backing themselves into each and every contest whether they're you know winning or losing that contest, Jaden Laverde is obviously one where uh, look he he gives up probably fifteen centimeters or so each game um, on his opponent regularly. Um, he doesn't win every contest, um, but he bloody goes in and and gives it a red hot shot each and every time. 
Um, Nick Martin seems seems to be one where he, he backs his skill, he backs his leg. Um, you know, uh, we've seen other guys like I mean Jake Kelly for all his failings, James. Um, you know, I think he goes in as hard as he, he can. I don't think he um, you know reads the play particularly well, uh, but he still seems like one who, who backs himself. Um, so um, I think that's that's another thing we really need to work on. Like the mental resilience of players to go, look, not everything's going to go your way, but we have to find a way to to work ourselves back into the game. I think of you know, I don't, um, you don't want to sort of um, you know go too hard at younger players, but you know, Nick Bryan, for example, um, I don't think he was fully switched on into the game, Jane. There was multiple times where I was, he seemed more focused on getting to a position on the ground than um, sort of watching what's happening on a, around him uh, and potentially being able to impact a player here or there. Um, he's got a lot of development. I've got no doubt in his ability or anything like that, uh, but that's just another area of the game he can, he can work on. And that's all it should be um, pointed out as these sort of areas for development, which everyone um, should have. So, uh, yeah, and again, like it's that, you know, letting... Yeah, five, six goals get kicked on you in a row. At some point, you have to stand up and say, no, nah, no more. Um, you know, we're going to stem the bleeding um, and reset because, um, yeah, if you keep, you know, trying to do one thing and expecting a different result, uh, that's the definition of insanity, Jam. Yeah, it is. And uh, we've uh, certainly been insane, very for this side like the last 20 odd years. Because we certainly are expecting different results every year, but it seems to always go the same way. Mm. Um, yeah, well, like I said, it's hard because we're trying to condense uh, two shows into one. Um, so I think, you know, as good as the St Kilda win was, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll just combine that with our votes when we get through to the um, at the end of this game. So, do you want to go through the first quarter of Friday night's game? Actually, just before I do, James, I just want to reflect briefly. Uh, before the um, the game of the Saints, um, you know, we saw Tim Watson and uh, Nathan Burke come out and you know speak about Spud Frawley and um, yeah. And the importance of having those conversations on, on mental health, Jamie. I think, you know, Tim Watson in particular spoke really well on that. Um, you know, because you know, he's absolutely right. You know, not all of us are right all of the time. And it's and it's okay to say, geez, I'm, I'm not feeling so hot, um, to have a chat with someone. Um, yes, you can feel awkward and um, you know, no one knows what to say and no one's got the the right words to you know make someone feel better all of a sudden. Um, but I don't think it's about that. I think it's about you know people just um, being willing to to lend an ear, um, and you don't have to understand, um, but you can appreciate what's what someone's going through. Um, and sometimes, like even just being around someone, like um, I don't know about yourself, Jane, but like if you've got good mates, um, and all you do is you watch a movie or you you know you have a beer together, you. Your discussion doesn't have to be particularly deep, but it's just, just that fact of they're there for you um, that uh, that can really help sometimes. So I, I really like that that message uh, from Tim Watson and Nathan Burke. Yeah, great point. Um, yeah, we shouldn't skim over it. So it's, it's a good. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, we've uh, all known people who have really suffered, and I guess we've all had our own hardships. But uh, I mean, there's people that really do 
yeah, need that added support. And um, yeah, as you say, you're never 100% sure how much you're valued on what you do uh, in terms of, you know, some people don't want you to make a fuss of them. So as you say, mate, just being around them might be enough for them just to, you know, occupy their mind from something else. But um, yeah, you're 100% right. And, you know, mental health's got a huge part to play in all our lives uh, uh, because, you know, it's proven, mate. Uh, I think there was a stat that uh, I think it was uh, two in three people will go through some mental health crisis in their, you know, in their lifetime. So uh, it just goes to show we're pretty much all vulnerable to these things depending on the circumstances of our lives. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm glad that it's starting to get a bit of attention, you know, through you know, uh, football, which is important to a lot of us. Um, but ultimately, it is a game and life's much more important. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I'm probably going a bit too deep now, but, I, I mean, it is good that clubs especially, and I did like a quote from Tim Watson during that speech, even if you're one of the players in this circle, you know, um, yeah, there is support out there. I think it's a really good message. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, all right, so I'll, I'll move on to the um, the the game against um, yeah, West Coast, and um, you know that first quarter there again. You know, Lav was uh, playing outsized against Darling, and uh, Darling was just too strong for him, uh, shoving him out of the way uh, to take the mark. Like I think it was a fair um, a fair contest there because he seemed to push him in the chest, um, and uh, yeah, just got got Lav off. Offside, um, fortunately, he missed the goal. Um, but then after, uh, you know, Kelly hit a beautiful pass to Heppel. Hep kicked it inside 50 to Martin. He also marked uh, and missed. Um, but then Hep got the ball again on the wing this time, and he showed some really good vision to hit Stringer outside 50. And, mate, again, he, he seemed to just go, you know what, I'm going to kick this. Um, and he bloody did. Bruce had a huge goal. Yeah, it was, it was a huge kick, mate. Um, yeah, Jake did it against St Kilda, uh, uh, I think, in the third term uh, after they caught up level with us. Um, then to see him do it again, you know, a fair distance, wasn't it? Certainly was. would have been for about 60, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, then we saw um, Draper just rip it out of the centre and he handballed to Martin, who... He'd started the game on fire, Jay, uh, and he hit two-metre Peter with a deft left-foot kick, uh, but unfortunately he missed, and it's these opportunities that, you know, we dropped that would haunt us later on. Um, then we saw West Coast go end-to-end uh, with a mark to Kennedy inside 50, and he bloody kicked it. And, look, um, they're the ones that really hurt you. Like when you've had a couple of pings at goal, and you, you miss and they kick one straight through, like, automatically you feel like that's that's a 12-point uh, ball game right there. Um and I have to say, like, with, with Brian, um, this is one of those ones where he was sort of running back to help the defenders, but he wasn't actually keeping an eye on where the play was at because, uh, realistically, he might have been able to uh, you know, get a fist on on that kick to Kennedy because it was sort of fairly low. Uh, but, unfortunately, it wasn't watching the footy. But, again, learning experience for the bloke, um, not, not putting him in the fry pan, um, just that game awareness that I think he needs to, um, to work on. Um, then uh, after a, a ball up in our forward 50, 
Martin found the footy and he handballed nicely to Guelphie and he snapped a beautiful goal. Yeah, Guelphie's getting better at snaps, I noticed, mate. Um, just, uh, yeah, he's played as a bit of a pressure forward most of the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, he seems to be getting much more reliable with those quick opportunities around the county, around the body. So, um, and as you said, mate, Nick Martin started the game like a house on fire. He really wanted to prove the West Coast what a mistake they had uh, letting him slip through their fingers. That's it, mate. And we were showing some good pressure too. And, um, you know, we, we forced a turnover in the middle of the ground and Hobbs handballed nicely to Shield in traffic. And he showed some great vision again uh, to just pop the ball over the top to... Um, to uh, Stringer, and uh, he marked inside 50, this time a lot closer in, and he kicked his second. Yeah, um, a good start to Jake, two goals in the first quarter, and, uh, you know, I've got to say, they weren't paying him a lot of attention. You know, he was finding a lot of space, and that's usually something uh, Jake doesn't have the luxury of. Absolutely, mate, so it's good to see. Um, and then we saw, uh, you know, Darren go for a scream, and I reckon he would have taken it, mate. But unfortunately, we saw D'Ambrosio um, sort of count into him and thwarted the attempt. And uh, you know, to me, it, I just don't understand if he's come in as a small defender. What the hell is he doing twenty meters out, out sort of goal? Mm. I, I sort of uh, boggles my mind. Um, you know, how can he come that far up? That forward press, if he was part of that. Um, I, I really question uh, why we, we've we've sort of gone with that because you think of his strength. Um, you know, his, his strength is his, his ball use. Yeah, if he was part of that forward press jam, I would think he'd be far more effective for us. Um, yeah, probably about 60, 70 meters out outside of goal. So if the ball does come out, um, he's either able to get on the defence or um, if he's able to intercept it or be part of that chain to bring it back inside fifty. Um, his his leg could then be uh, far more effective, um, but in any case, the boys just have to talk to each other because if you you know going for the same same footy, um, yeah, you don't want to be getting in the way of each other. Um, but then uh, uh, we saw um, you know after the Eagles uh, got it out of our fifty, we won it back, and uh, Hep again made a nice kick this time to two meter Peter inside fifty who marked. But again, he missed Jane. Um, <laughs> another, um, yeah, sort of opportunity gone. We kept pushing though, and Hep again, like he, he had a really good quarter, Jane. Um, he made a great pass to Hobbs. He released Merritt, who laced out two meter Peter, and this time he kicked the goal. Yeah, Peter Wright was having one of those nights uh, before that, and it was great to see him, you know, really knuckle down and get that one. Um, and as you say, it was really good playing. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. Hep started the game brilliantly. You know, the best I've seen him use the footy for a while. Absolutely. Um, then after a rush behind to West Coast, we turned it over and Darling uh, scooped a mark at the top of the goal uh, goal square after Kelly went to ground pretty easily in the contest there. Um, so a goal to Darling, and as you say, like, yep, yeah, it was a, it was a nasty grab, but he made it. Um, so, uh, you know, you got to give it to the bloke there. Um and then they nearly followed it up with another, uh, but luckily this one was astray. Um, we settled, uh, settled though, and uh, Kelly off the wing launched inside 50 to two metre Peter, and this time he marked and gold again. Yeah, uh, he looked dangerous, uh, and 
the Eagles look like they were, you know, starting to get very worried. Um, you know, even with a, a key defender like Barras, um, and Peter Wright was playing with confidence. And you know, although he missed a couple, he certainly was starting to you know, kick him right through, and he certainly was a great target for us. Certainly was. Uh, unfortunately, though, mate, uh, we let Kennedy uh, get one back in in red time, like with less than thirty seconds to go, which was uh, pretty disappointing. So, at the end of that quarter, we were up by fourteen points, five goals, five thirty-five to the Eagles, three goals, three twenty-one. But that five goals, five, Jane, uh, yeah, that's a lot of missed opportunities, um, especially set shot opportunities, which uh, yeah, we don't get a lot of. Mm, yeah. When you get marks inside 50, obviously, you know, you hope you convert those. But, um, yeah, it seemed to be uh, us missing opportunities. And as we'd see in the second term, the Eagles taking theirs. Certainly did, mate. And we saw that when, uh, you know, Cripps got in the end of one um, to snap their first of the quarter. Uh, and then we saw Jones kick it inside 50. But the Eagles worked it out. Fortunately, though, we were able to win it back and Hep again hit two-meter Peter, uh, who was pushed going for the mark. Um, fortunately, he got the free for that. Uh, but again, he missed. Um, Snelling then uh, pumped one in long. Uh, but Yo, uh, and he killed us all night, you have to say, Jane. Um, he intercepted. Uh, but then Lav intercepted his kick. So it was a bit of a yeah, kick to kick there. Uh, we, yeah, we attacked, but just managed to rush behind. Eagles then uh, took control and Rioli uh, pushed Hep under the footy uh, to mark and kick the goal. So, um, yeah, that brought them within a straight kick, Joe. Um, mm. Then we saw uh, Lav you know, do really well to save a certain goal. But as we tried to work it out at the 50, Hind had a bit of a bonehead moment and turned it over straight to Cripps, who intercepted the mark and uh, kicked through the goal to put them in front. Yeah, well, I remember us uh, sending messages to each other, mate, during the game. And, you know, I just remember saying, you know, you never go inboard in your defensive 50 to a 50-50 contest. And, yeah, I didn't know if he had the vision or not, but um, you've got to be safer than that. And it's a really dangerous kick if it doesn't come off. Yes, there's a fine line between being daring with the football and then being a bonehead. And, um, <laughs> yeah, look, you know, I'm trying to say it as politely as possible, but that was a bonehead moment because, yeah. you know, um, you know, there was just the areas of difficulty was pretty high. And, um, yeah, as we saw, we paid dearly. Certainly did, mate. Um, fortunately, though, we saw Langford um, kick to the pocket and again, two-metre Peter marked and again, two-metre Peter gold back in front. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just thought, yeah, uh, at least we've got a, a key target we can keep going to all night. And and the Eagles looked a bit sixes and sevens, mate. They looked a little bit, oh, what are we going to do? We're going to have to triple team him. And then I thought, yeah, well, that would be really good news for you know, Harrison Jones or Jake Stringer if they do that. Mm. But uh, as, I, as I'll see later on during the game, that's why I'm not, Name Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we saw um, you know, Guelphy get a shot on goal after some tight handball work from the boys. It actually looked really good, uh, but unfortunately, hit the point point, hit the point post, and uh, no score there. 
And again, West Coast went end-to-end uh, -end and Darling slotted it. And again, it sort of felt like a 12-point play there. Uh, but then after Merritt kicked it inside 50, Golfie crumbed and snapped his second goal. So he made up for it, James. Yeah, yeah, straight almost, you know, not long afterwards. So at least we didn't have to wait for our return. And, um, yeah, like I said, he's getting much better at those kind of goals, you know, where he gets the quick opportunity. He's got the foresight to chuck it under the boot and get it through the goals. Yeah, and uh, then we saw a bit of a um, heart your throat moment, James, where, uh, you know, Merritt, you know, got the ball out of a uh, sort of ball up in the Eagles forward 50. Uh, but unfortunately, he fell over and he tried to punch the footy, couldn't get quite onto it. Uh, but Rioli snaffled it up and kicked the goal. So um, it was a really tough one to take. Uh, but luckily, we won the next clearance and uh, Tim Kelly gave away a free up the ground. Uh, two meter Peter took it, but hit the post. So another um, you know, costly miss there. Uh, and the Eagles again worked it out and Kennedy marked inside 50 on the boundary line. And uh, he kicked it for a pretty classy goal, you'd have to say. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, and unfortunately, you know, for them, uh, yeah, they were just so much more assured with the footy. Um, and we were starting to make some errors. And as their confidence went up, ours was going down. That's it. I mean, we've got a couple of extra shots on goal to win the quarter, James. Um, you know, Martin had a shot but missed. Uh, and then we saw Caldwell, like he, he really had an open goal to himself, mate, um, but he blazed early and missed it. Um, and you just think, you know, if he'd kicked that, you know, we, we finished the half in front, um, you know, it could be up and about. Uh, but unfortunately, we ended that half down by five points, seven goals, 10, 52, to the Eagles, nine goals, 357. Yeah, with that Caldwell one, he had Peter Wright there as well. Mm. Um, maybe he didn't have confidence the way Peter was kicking the ball, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would have hoped that uh, he could have made that one count. Sorry, <laughs> made that one count, yeah. But uh, yeah, as it was, we were down. Uh, so going to the third quarter, uh, yeah, we saw Hep go the old one two with Shield, but then he coughed it up, um, which yeah, again, sort of um, yeah, just, just hurts you, but. Uh, we won it back and Zerrett laced out two metre Peter, 35 metres out from goal. And, um, you know, he kicks number four, Jane. Yeah, he, he was keeping us there. Uh, certainly it straightened up a little bit um, after you know, a bit of wayward kicking. Um, so it is now just about how many opportunities would he get. But I actually thought at that stage, maybe he was uh, headed towards a seven or eight goal effort. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't to be. Um, so then the uh, the Eagles uh, got the lead back when Waterman marked in goal. Um, and then Martin should have had a shot, but dropped the footy and, and gave it up, unfortunately. Uh, Redmond intercepted the footy later on uh, and hit Martin on the chest. And this time, uh, taking the clean footy, he went back and slotted it. Yeah. Uh, well, well, how did you feel during that? This quarter, right? Were you feeling like we were coming back, or yeah, I can... thought I thought we were starting to put together some some footy, and surely the boys would yeah you know, click into gear and and off we'd go. Um, yeah, that's how I was I was feeling. Um, yeah. But then yeah, it started to get a bit harder when we saw Ryan 
uh, kick a goal to take the lead back from then. And following that, uh, we saw Cripps kick another to put them two goals in front. Um, yeah. Then we saw Perkins kick a classy goal, uh, and he nearly filled it up with another. James seemed to get on fire for a second there, but um, that was a stray. But it brought us within four points. And we thought, all right, come on, boys, let's settle here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we saw Durham just have a horror moment. You know, he slipped over as he was about to kick the footy, uh, but fortunately, Cripps' shot for goal didn't make his pay. Uh, but soon after, Liam Ryan did. And uh, despite Redmond, you know, grabbing his jumper and bringing him down to the tackle, he was able to slot it through. Mm, but that, that mistake, mate, that was a bit of a coach killer. Mm. So, you know, instead of us going forward, the mistake, and then, you know, the ball goes the other way and they get a goal. We're in a bit of trouble. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, to end the quarter, you know, we saw a miss from Perkins, a miss to Rioli. Uh, and then when we saw Ridley nail Kennedy in tackle. <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't paid. Um, but luckily, uh, you know, when Darling got the footy, he missed the goal. So, uh, look, we lost another quarter there. So we were down by 11 at three-quarter time. 10 goals, 13-73 to the West Coast Eagles, 13 goals, 684. Uh, f- terribly frustrating. And I remember saying to you, mate, at three-quarter time, I thought, look, I still feel like we're going to win this game. Well, you know, it's just I think they've had a good run. Um, and I think, you know, yeah, we're going to find a way to, to grind this out and get a win. Mm. Obviously, I was wrong, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you just think it's going to happen, but I mean, I don't know what gave me that false confidence that I would think that. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought we had our opportunities, and we certainly did, but uh, the Eagles made more than what we could out of ours. Absolutely, mate. I mean, earlier they had a couple of shots on goal, but minor scores only. Uh, but then Rioli was able to stroll in uh, to an easy goal you know, as we seemed to lose all structure on a turnover down back. Uh, and finally, we saw Hyde hit Stringer inside 50. He went back and, and kicked it, and he tried to get us up and about, Jane. A bit of excitement. Um, but Kennedy got one straight back and you know, sort of deflated the tyres a bit there. Um Cripps had another ping but missed. Then Timmy Peter uh, popped up to Harry Jones, who'd been very quiet all night, uh, and he was able to mark and goal on this occasion. Yeah, and yeah, we thought, you know, the way the game was ebbing and flowing, um, it was going to, it was always going to be close. But the Eagles were starting to, we were starting to make some mistakes. I thought the ball, I don't know if it was greasy or what, mate, but. We started to make some errors with the footy. Um, well, obviously they were too, but you know, they they kept making seeing the most of their opportunities again. And I know I keep harping back at that, but it's just the way I felt. Like yeah. that one touch pick up from um, Jack Darling, mate. That mm-hmm. was a real killer for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, as we, uh, yeah. Kept putting in efforts. We saw another rush behind to West Coast, but then uh, Kennedy ran onto a crumb to kick. You know, it really felt like the nail in the coffin to me, mate. Um, you know, we're getting a few goals out now. Uh, but then we saw Jones hit Martin, who ran into goal with two and a half minutes left. And we sort of thought, oh, mathematically, we could be in it here. Uh, then we saw Shield pump it in long, and Jones got the hands from two-metre pipe, Peter, and he snapped the goal. I thought, oh, could this be? 
but unfortunately, um, yeah, we had a few more chances, but the Eagles clogged up the um, the space, and we just weren't able to score any further in the match, and ended up going down, Jane, by ten points. Um, so fourteen goals, thirteen ninety-seven to the Eagles, uh, sixteen mm. goals, eleven hundred and seven, uh, and yeah, that was the story of the night. Yeah, uh, terribly disappointing on the back of a really good win. Um, yeah, we had you know, obviously finals were out already for us, um, but you know, like we could have put some momentum, yeah. and um, instead of building that momentum, um, you know, to lose to the Eagles and um, really bring our bring our mood back down and. Just goes to show you can't have any faith in the side um, or in the coaching in the side, and uh, it's led to Matthew Lloyd made uh, making a call on you know, Sunday for his show, mm. saying that the club must have picked up the phone at least to have a conversation with Alistair Clarkson. And I think uh, there'd be a lot of Essendon fans that would kind of hope that because one thing that really gets to me at the moment is uh, Ben Rutten's. Uh, whether it's a nervous reaction or what, he wants to smile after games. And I don't know, you know, our players got belted for that uh, against the Frio uh, earlier in the year. And, you know, they were saying, oh, he shouldn't be smiling after losing. But, I mean, from the head coach. Mm. And he even smiles through presses, mate. And um, yeah. this is after a loss. And, you know, I'm thinking if I'm a player, you know, uh, you know we've all played junior footy. Well, most of us played junior footy, and I'll tell you what, if I had a coach just pat me on the back after a loss each game, um, yeah, I probably, yeah, I wouldn't have the fear of God. And yeah, you know, I just remember some of my coaches, like, they would absolutely live it after losses. And you know, you knew that week in the training track, and this is just at junior level, uh, was going to be tough. Um, you know, I just think that, yeah, that's comes back to your culture and, and the way that your acceptance of uh, the way that we're going through it. Uh, well, I think our standards need to lift and we need someone to lift them. And, uh, yeah, sadly, um, the way the demeanour demeanor is from Ben Rutten, I just don't think it's happening and, it, and I don't think it has the potential of changing um, whilst your coach is smiling at losses and during the presser. Yeah, I mean, look, to me, how I, how I see it, I, I actually don't... Um... Uh, you know, doubt the, the passion or the willingness or the, the effort that Ben Rutten or the coaching panel put in. Um, but I obviously do doubt um, their, I suppose, uh, competency currently um, at the at the role. That's not to say that he can't become a great coach or a good coach even. Um, but right now, he, uh, I feel like he, um, it looks like he's sort of scratching his head going, bloody hell, what do I have to do here? And that's where the value of, you know, an external eye coming in and saying, okay, you're doing X, Y, and Z, you know, uh, is that working? Is it not working? Okay, these are different ways you can go about it based on experience. And you look at Alistair Clarkson, like he's he's obviously won four flags as a coach, Jane. Like that's nothing to sneeze at. That's that's not by chance. Um, you know, he, he developed a, a style. He developed a list uh, to win those premierships and, you um, you know, he, he'd have seen plenty of things that worked well. He'd have seen plenty of things that um, that didn't work well. Um, so, 
absolutely, we should be you know looking at all avenues to um, uh, to improve. You know, I always sort of think if um, if you are uh, scared of receiving feedback, that means that uh, you don't trust the you know the plans or the the systems uh, that you're wanting to implement. Um, and if you don't trust the things you you wanted to implement, then how can the players trust you? I think a good plan, a good strategy, um, you know, whatever it is, um, should be open to and defendable from scrutiny um, mm-hmm. and certainly tough scrutiny. And in a professional industry such as the AFL, Jane, um, you know, I would expect um, that the Essendon Football Club, um, you know, wanting to be a, a great team again, uh, would be sourcing out those avenues and um, like even if we don't bring him in as a I don't know, senior assistant coach or anything like that, bring him in as a buddy consultant um, to you know have a look at the program, okay, tick some things off, blah blah, blah um, and and work on things that way. Get get that direct feedback. Personally, I don't think um, it's. Uh, useful just getting one eye to look over things. I'd like to bring in a couple of people or even a team. Um, you know, if you if you had like a, a team, Jane, of, you know, uh, Chucko Williams or um, Alistair Clarkson or, you know, whoever else you, um, you want to cast it at, if they do it together or whether they do it separately and you take that feedback on, um, you know, they'll, they'll see different things um, about what's working, what's not working. Um, but the the goal should always be, you know, am I doing everything I can to make this this type of team better? Um, and if you you know put your head in the sand and think no no everything will be okay, uh, then the answer to that is no. So um, yeah, absolutely. I hope they're asking those questions, Jane. Uh, well, um, again, we're three and eleven. Um, yeah, and who would have thought that? Mm. Going into this season, mate. Yeah. One thing I did want to say, James, is um, I kind of wonder um, whether there was a bit of a sort of tanking going on. Um, oh, I can't, I can't buy that. Yeah, <laughs> while, while we, oh, we're, we're good enough at losing without trying to tank. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, what like, makes you think that? So what makes me think of that is like our, our team selection. Um, so... If you think about well, it's it, it's been terrible for years, mate. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call you out on this one. Keep no, going. I'm, I'm well, that's, all right. that's all right. You can call me out, but um, I think that's the beauty of yeah. You know, yeah. That's like right. This. Yeah, no, we're keep going. Like I'm not only in just uh, attacking you, but yeah, keep going. Only seriously. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, you bring in two blokes who've been on long-term injuries, so Will Snelling and Kyle Langford. Yes, they're good players, Jane, but you know they're going to tire at some stage in the game. Um, you know, they, they're both, you know, run on the wing or um, have rotations through the midfield, but you know they're going to tire through the game. And that's exactly what we saw. Uh, I mean, certainly, yeah, we saw them um, yeah, play some, some, good, um, some good footy. Um, and I think, you know, Langford, you know, 17 possessions, you know, took six marks. I think he was serviceable. Um, but um, yeah, certainly not not up to his uh, sort of standards uh, usually. And as for you know, Will Snelling, certainly his um, his output was you know, far lower than usual in that 
Um, yep, racked up the 11 positions. He's not really known as a high position player, but what he is known for, James, is that pressure player. Only managed the one tackle on the game. And he, he usually averages about five or six um, you know, per game. And um, we just didn't see a lot of, um, uh, I suppose, uh, penetration of his kicking. We didn't see um, you know, a lot of uh, that sort of real pressure work that he's usually sort of known for. Not only that, um, you know, you're obviously bringing in a bunch of young players. So uh, Nick Bryan, uh, like, yep, I'm all for giving this bloke games because uh, he has shown a lot of talent. And I think it is important that we, um, you know, bring these guys in and, and give them that AFL level experience so they can go, okay, this is where my game's at. This is where I need to get to. That's the gap. That's the gap I need to close. Um, so I can see that. Um, so already you're bringing in three blokes that you know are not going to be able to um, you know, perform as uh, to the highest level um, of, your, of your expectations. Um, and then, uh, you know, a bloke like Massimo D'Ambrosio, um, yeah, it's his, it's his second game. You know there's going to be some development. You know there's going to be some, uh, I suppose, um, yeah, fluctuations in, in form and, and all the rest of it. Not saying he had a bad game or anything like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's certainly... Yeah, he's not a, a he's not yet a proven AFL level player. Harrison Jones, he's also coming back from injury, um, lower level of output. Uh, Jake Stringer, um, I thought he actually played a, a decent game, but you, you're still taking a bit of risk in, on him because he's. I, I'm not sure how exactly right he is, Jane, um, with his body coming back from that that injury. So, uh, to me, um, I sort of look at it and go, you know, if you were having casting an eye to the future and saying okay who are the blokes I, I need to get experience into um you know to to be a good side later in the year i would look at those at this uh team selection and go yep i can absolutely see the reasoning for that um i i don't think we we uh you know selected or played both in the positions um you know to to win the game that's that's where my Conspiracy theory, if you'll call it that, James, comes in. Yeah. Yeah, look, uh, what you say is correct. But, um, uh, yeah, I certainly don't think we do that with an aim of losing the game. I, yeah, I really think that um, our selection is flawed, and it has been for a long time. Yep. Um, Snelling earlier in the year came back uh, for his first game of the year against Freer, I think it was, and... Yeah, before half time, might be in the pro, sorry. And uh, yeah, before half time, he subbed out with the same injury that he came in with. Yeah, Andy McGrath was... last week mm. comes back. What did he get injured from? The same injury he just had. Yeah. Um, so this is the kind of flawed selection that we have. Um, you know, I think Sean Murphy's under a lot of pressure to keep his role next year, mate. Um, because yeah, you can't say that his recovery times have been, you know, up the scratch considering the re-injuries that are happening. Um, I'm certainly not qualified as a you know, position or anything like that, but same token, um, your results count in this kind of industry. Um, so I'll be very, you know, very uh, interested to see what the club, how they assess that once this... Uh, Review in inverted commas on um, because you know the results from players 
returning from injury is not good. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll be, I think what will happen is that um, yeah, there's going to be a strong focus on getting players out in the park. And, you know, um, you've got to say the history of the last couple of years haven't been great. Um, uh, and just got to hope that we can manage that better going forward. How about we have a break, mate, and come back with our two lots of votes because we'll have to add the St Kilda game in and then mm-hmm. our West Coast votes. And then you can tally us up and tell us how we're going after round 15. Yeah, And you're listening to Don's cast. Well, mate, um, we've got our votes to do, and we've got actually two rounds of votes to go uh, today. So we'll start with the St Kilda game. And I wish we were reviewing that game now, mate. But um, <laughs> let's uh, go with you first uh, with the first five votes. Beautiful, mate. I'll make these uh, short and snappy, um, uh, given there's no point in reviewing the performances uh, from that night. Um but for one vote, it went for uh, Peter Wright. Yeah, kicked a few goals, which is good to see. Um, Redmond thought he's had a, had a really good game. Corbyn showed to some real class in and uh, how he's playing. So we got the three votes. Shield, I thought had a pretty class game, so I went the four votes there. And Nick Hyde, he took the game on um, all all night, uh, done really well. So I gave him the uh, the five votes in uh, in what was sort of labelled uh, informally, mate, the Nick Hyde Cup. Yes, yeah, correct. Uh, <laughs> reminds me of the days of the Kepler Bradley Cup uh, against Prio. But um, yeah, let's. Uh, well, my votes for that game were uh, five behind. We gave four to Redmond. Thought he was brilliant that night. Three to Shield, another good showing uh, from him. I gave two to Perkins. I thought mm. he was really important in that game. Yep. And uh, I gave one to Peter Wright. Um, yeah, he. he Finished off with the last couple of goals of the game and ended up with four, I think. But, um, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, those guys uh, were the most deserving of votes. So yeah, no, we can good. roll them straight into the, to the following game. Were you going to say something, mate? Sorry. Yeah, just just quickly there on, on Perkins. I think it was, um, yeah, it, um, it's really important we do take note of, of that game against St Kilda. Um, he showed some real strength in a number of occasions on that game, James, uh, standing mm. up at a tackle, or um, making the right options. Yeah, there was one where, um, yeah, he sort of won the, the ball out of the, um, yeah, uh, on the wing there, I think it was. Uh, looked to be almost taken down in the tackle, but he stood up and still managed to get the kick away. And that went straight to Nick Martin, who went through to slot the goal. And you think, like, that's a, a sort of class above. To be able to maintain your composure, to maintain your strength around the footy, um, and to get that kick away effectively, I thought that was um, fantastic. And he did that you know, sort of thing on a number of occasions. So, um, yeah, absolutely deserve it of the, um, of the vote there, Jane. Um, so I thought it was a really important game for me. Yeah, it was. And, um, you know, even on Friday night, you know, we'll talk about it soon, but, um, yeah, I couldn't find votes for him because he didn't have as much of the footy and, mm. you know, probably didn't make the most of all of his opportunities. But, um he just stays on his feet, you know. People hardly bring him to ground, 
Uh, he's so strong in his core. And I think, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for this guy. Absolutely, mate. Um, so if we go into the uh, into the West Coast game and the votes there, um, so with a one vote, and like some of these, um, you know, I'm sure you, you're going to challenge me on these, Jane, but <laughs> personally, I found, found it a bit hard to um, you know, pick out a you know, top five. Um, but I went one vote for Jake Stringer. I thought um, it was a much better performance than we'd seen. Uh, previously he had 13 disposals, uh, but more than that, he had three goals. And I think the the thing I really um, liked about his game was he did try to get us up and about. Like when he kicked a goal, he showed a bit of excitement um, to you know like show some passion for the jumper and um, you know try and lift the team. And I think that sort of thing, like it'll never go on a stat sheet, but it's just so important to a to a side, Jane. Um, so that gone along with uh, three tackles, six clearances, I thought a much better showing from Jake. So um, yeah, I had the one vote there for me. Uh, two votes, I went for Peter Wright. <clears throat> um, look, uh, could be considered harsh, but um, yeah, to kick four goals, uh, you think that's a pretty good game from a, a forward. What, what more do you want? Well, the, the fact is, Jamie had you know eight set shots on goal. Um, and kicked four goals for and like some really costly misses there. Um, yeah, I think it, it, it does affect your momentum. It is a momentum game, Jane. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that I'm probably, yep, being too harsh on him, but um, uh, because also, you know, added to those goals, kicked himself, he did give away a couple of good goal assists. There was that uh, handball to uh, Jones, I think it was, um, early. And then another one, uh, I think he might have um, hit uh, Nick Martin or, or Guelphie or one of those guys to kick another goal. So um, he does bring other guys into the game. Uh, but I just thought they, those misses, uh, particularly from set shots, were um, uh, a bit costly. Um, but uh, Nick Martin, I went three votes, Jane. Uh, I thought he just shows class um, all day. He doesn't stop running. Um, I thought he actually showed a, a bit more, um, I suppose, tenacity around the foot. He had a couple of tackles, uh, had three clearances, which is really good. And he just shows good footy smarts, James. Um, you know, it took six marks, uh, kicked the two goals, two in the end, um, having the uh, 20 possessions all up. Um, and, uh, yeah, nine score involvements. So, um, no, he's, he's well involved in the game uh, all night. So uh, gave him three votes, four votes. I actually went for Zach Merritt. Uh, you know, I, I did um, have a go at him earlier for his uh, disposal efficiency. I thought that was not up to standard, but um, something he did really well. Like he, you know, he, he hit uh, two-meter Peter, lace out on a couple of occasions. Um, they should have gone up on his scoreboard as a goal assist, but unfortunately the, the goal didn't get converted. So, um, yeah, that's one he doesn't get. But um, had a couple of goal assists, um, yeah, 28 disposals, six tackles, uh, which I thought was really important, three clearances. Um, yeah, I thought he, he really tried to keep us moving all game uh, and had 10 contested positions as well. So, um, yeah, he was winning his own footy. So I thought I uh, deserved four votes. Uh, but the five votes, I went for Dylan Shield. I thought, um, yeah, he's, he's really knuckled down. He's uh, he's weathered the storm, Jane. I think yeah, everyone came for him, our supporters included, um, and he's he stood up. And I think, um, yeah, that can't be understated. And to perform as, as well as he has been the last few weeks, I think is um, 
yeah, really admirable. Um, you know, had the seven tackles on the night, Jane. Um, you know, game high for us. Uh, nine clearances. So he's doing the tough stuff. Um, but more than that, yeah, we, we've seen that he's used his speed as a bit of a weapon and he, he absolutely did that on a number of occasions. Uh, but he started to use a bit of vision, slow down on occasion, um, you know, to you know, lay a deft kick every now and then. That, you know, popped one over the defender to um, Stringer in particular was absolute beauty. Um, so uh, I, I thought he had a fantastic game, like seven inside 50s, eight score involvements um, and uh, six centre clearances. Um, I thought it was uh, yeah, outstanding work. So I went with the five eights for Dylan Shield. Yeah, uh, good voting, mate. Uh, we've gone a bit different as we know now, but um, I'll give my votes. Um, I, yeah, I went five for Shield as well. Yeah, really impressed with his seven tackles as well, mate. And that's an area that he's really taken on board after that Sydney game. And I'll be very interested to see the return of. Uh, Parker and Shield uh, this Saturday. Mm. You know, I wonder if there's, you know, Dylan's not a physical player in terms of, um, you know, getting into Parker, but I'm sure he'll, his performance will be something that he'll, you know, want to show Parker, you know, because he's uh, certainly improved. Um, but, uh, yeah, I gave him five votes. I thought he was the better one. I actually gave four votes to Mason Redmond, mate, and that was mm. just his efforts of lunging, trying mm. to, you know, intercept and so forth. They didn't always work, but, you know, I love the way that he worked so hard to try and intercept and, you know, he still uses the footy pretty well. He had 100% disposal efficiency, mate. Yeah, that's not bad. You know, some people say, oh, he plays a safe kick sometimes, but... Um, you know, that's what you've got to be as a defender sometimes. Um, but he's also running you know, on top of the ground very well, trying to generate you know, forward thrust. So, yeah, I was pretty happy with Mason Redmond's game. Another bloke that you might challenge me on, mate, I've found three votes for Nick Hind. And I know he made that horrible turnover and, you know, he didn't use the footy particularly well. But I just love the way that he tries to burst, you know, Mm. Yeah, he's getting us forward and, you know, um, yeah, he certainly could play better, that's for sure. But, uh, I mean, uh, when you're doing your boats, they're all subjective, I guess, but uh, yeah. I'd really like the way that he tries to propel us forward. Uh, so I gave three votes to the kind. Two votes to uh, Peter Wright as well, you know, with his four goals and you know, some missed opportunities in there, but he also got a couple of goal assists as well. Um, so, yeah, wanted to reward him. And, yeah, I was humming and ahhing on Nick Martin. I, I thought he started the game brilliantly. Uh, I thought he kind of dropped away as the game got on. So I actually went one vote for, uh, you know, R Jordan Ridley. And um, I know that he was comprehensively beaten by, you know, the, his taller opponents in Darling and um, at times on Kennedy. But uh, I thought he started to use the ball much better than I think. You know, this is one of the games he started to use the footy a um, bit more attacking. I'm not sure why the club is trying to make him, you know, keep a uh, keep a key position defender um, when he was so good at the alternative role um, of actually being a playmaker and third man up. Um, yeah, I thought we've uh, 
Jake Kelly coming in that we would have picked him up for, you know, to alleviate uh, Jordan Ridley further of having to be locked down. But um, certainly an area we need to improve. But I thought you know, Ridley was pretty important in terms of the way he used the footy, 94% efficiency, 11 kicks as well. Um, yeah, you know, like he had a stinger on his shoulder, mate, a couple of times. Um, mm. Come off the ground, and thankfully, doesn't appear to be injured. Uh, but we'll wait till Monday when they tell us he needs a shoulder reconstruction. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm hoping that's not the case. But yeah, I thought I wanted to reward Jordan because um, I thought he he's battled uh, very, very much so. Uh, you know, particularly when the game was up for grabs and uh, in that last quarter. Yeah, not a bad call, James, because he um, like he took on a fair role for us. Their bloody big boys down there were playing a very undersized uh, defensive lineup, um, but uh, yeah, they did hold up their end of the bargain and play their role. So fair calls. Well, I'll um, go through and round up the tallies, Jane. Uh, so if I go from the bottom, uh, so with one vote, uh, we got Jake Stringer, three votes apiece. We got Dyson Heppel and Tom Cutler. On four votes, you got Andy McGrath. Five votes apiece, you got Sammy Durham and Alec Waterman. On seven votes each, you've got Jai Caldwell, Ben Hobbs, and Zach Reed. Uh, Jordan Ridley on the eight votes. Matt Guelphie on 11. Jake Kelly on 14. Archie Perkins on 17. Jaden Laverde um, uh, on 17. Sorry, I'm stuffed up there. Archie Perkins, 16. Uh, Sam Draper on 19. Peter Wright on 31, Zach Merritt on 35, Mason Redmond with 39, Nick Hind on 43, and then our top three, we've got Nick Martin of 44, Dylan Shield at 47, and out in front remains Darcy Parrish with 54 Don's cast middle votes. Yeah, well, Darcy's uh, expected to return against the Swans, um, but yeah, Dylan Shield, mate, uh, who would have thought he would have been second on the Doncaster medal votes, uh, particularly after that Sydney game. So he certainly responded. He certainly has, mate. Um, all right, so let's have another break. We'll come back and we'll do it uh, by the numbers. And uh, we'll just do it for the West Coast game because, mate, as I get older, I can't remember two weeks ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll come back after the break with the by the numbers segment. And you're listening to Don's cast. And, mate, just before we get to buy the numbers, uh, a couple of things we should acknowledge from the club. Great news. Our VFLW team has made the grand final, which is a fantastic effort. Um, and I don't know if you saw that score, mate, from that semi-final. Uh, they've had some close tussles during that, throughout the year, and that was just a bloodbath. We absolutely... Know, smacked them out of the park. Absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, to not only get to the grand final, but yeah, absolutely romp at home um, was brilliant. Uh, I think it was about a 10 goal drubbing there. Um, so, really done a number on, on Casey. And yeah, that's successive weeks there where um, I think yeah, during the course of the season, they had a, a draw against both uh, Casey and Hawthorne. 
uh, and they've managed to you know, do a number on both of them in successive weeks. So um, that's fantastic for the girls. Hopefully they take a lot of uh, confidence there. Into the granny, which I believe is uh, is this week coming, James? Or um... yeah, so it's at the moment I think it's being played as we speak. Um, I think it's Casey uh, taking on St Kilda. So um, you know, had some good games against Eva, but um, you know, obviously play Casey again, it would be a massive turnaround if Casey was to get in. Um, but uh, if they were to get up and win the grand finals, they got through. Um, but uh, I'm trying to search results, uh, you know, or the scores at least. Um, uh, but I can't see it yet, so we'll come back to that. But the other good news for, for us and our friend Paul Cousins, um, made our, our twos have had four goals, uh, four, sorry, four wins in a row, um, just quietly, and beaten some teams much higher than us, They're obviously. It's pretty easy when you get near the bottom, but I mean, they've been some top four teams as well, mate. So I'm actually really impressed with the way that, uh, you yeah, know, maybe it's because we've got a few players back. Yes, BPL team's getting stronger, but I mean, we look. I remember watching that Box Hill game um, where we just got absolutely crushed, and I thought, gee, you know, what's going on at the club? You know, yeah, seniors is rubbish, <laughs> BPL's rubbish. Mm. Um, yeah, we've both lamented the way that. The club's kind of treated its VFL program, but yeah, lo and behold, they've come on to win four games in a row. Yeah, mate, and uh, one bloke that's coming to the side, uh, yeah, as of the mid-season draft was John Menzies, and he kicked four goals during the game, Jane. Um, yeah, which is a pretty good, uh, pretty good return for the young bloke. Um, yeah. So I would um, say that he would have to be, well, he'd have to be um, almost a Monty to come in this week. Uh, they, they say there's there's still plenty of things to work on on his game, but um, look if you if that's your development, yeah, because he's he's kicked two goals, two goals, and then four goals, and if that's your um, yeah development cycle, you're still getting a couple of goals a game, yeah, you're doing all right, um, yeah. Uh, of course, we I haven't been to a game, so I um, yeah, can't speak to that, but yeah, if those close watches of it say so you still got a bit of development to go, but that's a pretty good base to start from. Yeah, and mate, just an update. Um, we'll be playing St Kilda in the grand final. Uh, so, uh, yeah, interesting game because uh, St Kilda lead Casey in the fourth quarter, 35 to 9. So, um, yeah, that should be a good game because I think we've had a, uh, I think we drew with St Kilda at some point during the year. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting grand final. But, um, Interesting to see how we go, mate. It's been a long while since we've had an Essendon team in a grand final. It feels like one, yeah, anyway. So, absolutely. <laughs> um, it'll certainly be okay, watching with interest. Yeah, and um, what else grabbed you in the VFL result, right? Uh, from that uh, VFL result, um, I... My man, Patrick Voss. Oh, that's right. He, he stood up and kicked a couple of goals and apparently he kicked a really nice goal. Yeah. Um yeah, he's done it the last couple of weeks. Um, I think last week he yeah, kicked one from right on the boundary, about 40 metres out, so showing a, a really decent leg on him. Uh, but I certainly did see highlights in this game, James, <laughs> just laying, laying a really hard tackle into um, into a bloke, um, you know, one of the Willie players. And you think, geez, this kid's, what is he, 18 years old, James? And he's just yeah. a, 
bit of a monster. The man mountain, uh, yes. yeah, boy child. <laughs> well, no, what they The man, the man child. Yeah. The man child. Yeah, that's all right. No, I've got that wrong. Um, but yeah, that I reckon that he, yeah, he's certainly got a bit of a future, that kid, and um, yeah, he's got a bit of aggression about him, which we're surely lacking. Um, so yeah, hopefully, yeah, once he gets some continuity in his uh, footy and. Gets a few weeks underneath him. Hopefully, you know, get a taste of senior footy before the end of the year's out. Absolutely, mate. It'd be uh, be good to see. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into by the numbers. Um, so, of course, we start usually with Andy McGrath, but he's out for a couple of weeks, it seems. Uh, after that St Kilda loss, and just quickly touching on him, I thought he was great against St Kilda. Um, Tempted to give him a vote in that game because uh, he went back to that defensive position and he, he set up a lot of thrusts forward for us. So uh, hopefully he gets better back uh, better soon. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, we, certainly he, he looked um, really good down down back. So as you say, hopefully we're getting back soon. Mate, um, Sam Draper um, and Nick Bryan combined, they didn't take a mark on um, mm. Friday night. Um, it's pretty hard when you're roughing up marking the footy at all yeah. for a whole game. Mm. Um, and, you know, Sam Draper is just seven disposals, five kicks, two air balls, uh, no marks and no tackles. So um, he did have the 25 hitouts, but I didn't think he dominated in that area either. Yeah. Uh, either sorry. And, and I just think that, um, yeah, it wasn't one of Sammy's better games, so to speak. It wasn't. I mean, there were, there was, you know, every now and then, um, you know, he'd show flashes um, where he'd sort of get up and about, but it just wasn't um, consistent. I thought he had a, a real opportunity to get over, um, you know, the West Coast Ruckman, but they seemed to sort of stay with him. You know, he got four clearances, which was good to see, but um, uh, certainly wasn't his, um, yeah, his greatest game for us. Yeah. Um, it was great to see Cole Langton back. Um, as you said but earlier, right, 17 disposals, 10 kicks, 7 handballs, 6 marks, no tackles. Um, and, you know, yeah, he, he obviously needed to run. Mm. Uh, you know, it was good to see him out in the field, though, and you know, I think he'll definitely be one to, to watch in the second half of the year, mate, in terms of what he provides us, you know, being able to take those marks, you know, mm. um, and I think he's going to worry a few sides. Yeah, well, mate, um, no, it was nice to see him back. And we just saw like, a couple of times he just hit people lace out, which is beautiful to see. Um, you know, uh, had the sort of five score involvements. And um, uh, went at sort of 82% disposal efficiency. So he used the pill well um, and certainly will be much better for the run. So, yeah, I thought a solid game from Kyle. Uh, Joey Caldwell, mate, he's tough as old boots, as they used to say. Um, I had the 20 disposals, 10 kicks, 10 air balls, five marks and four tackles. So a pretty good stat, uh, you know, stat game if you look at solely at that. But uh, even though his efficiency shows 75%, I, I noticed a number of kicks pretty damaging in terms of uh, hurting our forward thrust. Um, and I understand he gets the ball in tight usually, so... Can't always use it perfectly, but I thought he had a number of turnovers that were pretty uh, hurtful to us. Yeah, and like, and that's 
and that's the thing. Like he's still, he's still like a what twenty game player or, or something like that, James. Yeah, he's, um, he's only twenty one, I think. Um, yeah, so he's certainly uh, learning on the feet, and he's had a number of uh, hamstring issues over the, his career mm. so, to date. So yeah, certainly not um, lamenting him, but just saying that yes, yeah, yeah, that's something he needs yeah. to look at. No, absolutely, and it's and it's fair criticism. Um, certainly, an area of his game he absolutely needs to work on. Um, but he does he does do the team things in the in and unders, and he does he runs hard. Like he um, yeah certainly presents options all the time. Had the five marks, and he's he's not the tallest of blokes. Um, uh, but he is a guy that yeah when he has the footy, you do think oh shit where's this going. Um, and that's, I suppose, <laughs> an honest reflection. Uh, I still think he's a really good player for us. I like, like what he brings. Um, so I think I think, think he still did have a solid game for us. But, um, uh, yeah, um, yeah, just that disposal sort of things. Um, if he can lift that up up in his game, uh, be, um, yeah, it would improve him out of sight, I reckon. Uh, uh, Zach Merritt, mate, I... I... Probably judge him too harsh because I've just know his best is so good. Mm. And um, the fact that I couldn't find a vote for him probably shows that I would mark him far too harshly. But yeah, you know, he has 28 disposals, 18 kicks, 10 air balls, six marks, and six tackles. So I don't know how I missed him in the votes. <laughs> um, probably bad, bad voting by me. But um, yeah, he's just, I don't know, I just expect more from him. And um, yeah, yeah that's again. We've got to remember the game's not played on paper, so sometimes your stats can be yeah. look much better on paper than they do on ground. And, yeah, as I said, I judge you pretty harsh. No, and that's that's absolutely fair again, Jamie. I mean, like we talked about, like a couple of really costly turnovers from um, from Merrick during the game. Um, so, and when you know someone can perform up to to higher levels, that, that becomes the expectation. So you do judge them more harsh than others. So I think that's fair criticism. But um, obviously, thought he played quite well, played a really serviceable role for us and, uh, yeah, found him some votes. Um, but certainly, um, yeah, and I touched on it earlier, yeah, you need much better disposal efficiency than 64%. Uh, I think that's not uh, – that's certainly not to his standard. Um, and if you're turning it over – yeah, one out of every three times. Um, yeah, you're doing yourself and the team at your service. So, uh, anyway, though, I, I did think he had a solid game for us. Yeah, uh, Ben Hobbs, mate, he, he found it a little bit harder on the night, I thought. Yeah, he had the 12 disposals, only the one kick, mate. So, a lot of good overlapping handballs. Um, it's just something he was good at. But, yeah, the fact that he could only get one kick just you know, shows that he's getting most of his footy in tight. Only one mark also, so uh, and zero tackles, which is surprising because a loaded ground player, they're easily pretty good uh, tacklers, so not sure what, again, um, yeah, that's something that he could improve is trying to boost some of those numbers. Yeah, I actually quite liked his game. Um, yes, he didn't find it as much as he has in previous games. Yes, he, he only kicked it once and uh, 11 handballs, but some of those handballs were really good, like really nice and tight. He shows good vision um, and, and quick hands uh, and does the hard stuff. I mean, even though he's not, you know, uh, sort of marked up as having any clearances or any tackles or anything like that, he does seem to crack in. And I'm sure, you know, they'll both be areas of his game where he'll, um, he'll grow in um, in years to come, um, 
so I think in terms of his role, um, you know, he, he would have uh, learned a fair bit. Um, so I think a good game for his development, uh, if not um, in terms of output. Yeah, uh, Zach, I'm oh, sorry, Dylan Shield, sorry, mate. Um, we both gave him best odds. Um, and it's great to see him get some confidence back. You know, his last few weeks have been really eye-catching. Um, 26 disposals, 11 kicks, 15 handballs, three marks, seven tackles, and what a marked difference that is um, from earlier in the year. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, you know, both getting best on, as you say. Uh, I thought he had a fantastic game, so no, well done, Dylan. Yeah, and then we saw another return, uh, this time of Will Snelling in the number 11. have to get used to that because <laughs> it was always Zaka's number or... Yeah. So, um, and he certainly died out of the game, mate. He's had 11 disposals, five kicks, six handballs, three marks, just the one tackle, as you presented earlier, and only used the ball at 55%. Um, you know, there's a kind of a bit of underwhelming, but he did get 100 minutes out there. So uh, at least his body seems to have held up. Uh, always wait now until... The Tuesday when we get our, uh, or Tuesday and Wednesday when we get our injury <laughs> reports. Half the times the players finish the game and think, oh, that'll be better for the run. And then we find out, well, he'll be out for three weeks, you know, another nick of the calf or something like that. So let's hope it's not the case. But um, yeah, it certainly was short of a gallop. Yeah, he was, mate. Um, yeah, I suppose in short, uh, better for the run. Um, but uh, it was nice to see him out of the park again. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Ridley, I, I, I found him votes. Um, but, uh, you know, just the 16 disposals, 11 kicks, five handballs, six marks and two tackles. I uh, thought it was one of his better games of the year. Since, you know, after the last couple of years, he's made, he was always featuring pretty high in the Doncast medal votes. But mm-hmm. This year he's really struggled with only the eight for the year. And, um, again, the, the role change is definitely is noticeable. Yeah, now uh, it has been throughout the year. Um, I thought like I thought he played a solid role for us, and again, I can absolutely see why you, you gave him a vote. Um, uh, but he still doesn't seem to be using that leg um, as well as we know he can. Like he's he's uh, you know finding the side option, and the thing the thing for me, which I find a bit amusing, uh, I suppose more generally is um, you know we're we're using Jake Kelly a lot. Um, you know, guys seem to tend to kick to him. He does call for the footy, absolutely, uh, but he's never been known as an elite user, whereas Jordan Ridley has. I think we really need to be using Jordan Ridley a lot better. Um, so while he's playing solid, absolutely, you, you don't see any major clangers from him. Uh, we certainly know he's capable of much more. So, um, you know, hopefully he gets a bit of that mojo back and we see the old Jordan Ridley. And Jane Laverty had a tough night, mate. Um, <laughs> And yeah, he got pushed and, uh, you know, really buffered out of the way from the big opponents. Um, and like his endeavour is fantastic. And, you know, he, even his kicking is quite good. But, um, yeah, he had a very much a tough night at the office. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he never stops uh, cracking in, Jaden. Um, and uh, certainly was right up against it on the night. Uh, you know, you, you have to say, you know, that... Um, Darling, yeah, got the better of him on a number of occasions. 
but not through lack of effort. Um, so, um, yeah, look, I still say a, a solid game from, from Liberty. He he played his role as, as best as he could, I thought. Uh, Archie Perkins, mate, just a, 10 disposals. Ten, all, all 10 kicks um, had four marks, three tackles, but probably where it was a bit hurtful, one goal, three, maybe. Now, it, admittingly, his uh, chances were snaps and so forth, but um, yeah, probably would have liked him to get a couple more of that But um, from those opportunities. But uh, um, yeah, he certainly wasn't dominant, and uh, it's still good to see him get a few uh, clearance opportunities. Yeah, and I mean, it has to be said, like, one goal, three, but there was one where he missed, you know, the lot, Jane. Um, so, realistically, one goal, four misses. Um but that's that's not against um, Archie. Um, we know he's a class user when he does um, get the footy generally. Um, yeah, I think sometimes he can get the excitement, um, get to his head a bit. You know, that one where he was uh, about to snap for goal and you, you thought he had a bit of space, could have straightened up a little bit, um, but he's just put it on the boot. Uh, missed on that occasion, but we've seen him convert those previously. So it's not like it's a... Um, he's thinking his capabilities are, are more than what they actually are. He's absolutely capable of making those shots, uh, but it's just, yeah, in future games, I'm sure he'll uh, have a bit more composure to make make sure of those ones. Um, so I think, yeah, as much as it it wasn't um, you know, his best game, uh, I still thought he, he played solid, uh, showed some signs, uh, but another game for his development uh, is always a good thing for mine. Uh, Nick Hine. Uh, gave him votes, mate. He had 20 disposals, 16 kicks, four handballs, eight marks. Um, he's not a great tackler. He didn't get any tackles on the night. Um, but he does try and generate, as I said, that that forward for us. And uh, we certainly need that. But, um, yeah, like I said, uh, I just love the way he goes about his footy. But, um, yeah, probably needs that. Maybe a little bit more harder edge, especially defensively. Yeah, and I think that was that's a criticism for mine, um, that defensive aspect of his game, because he, he is playing as a half-back at the end of the day. So as, as good as it is to see his, his runs and his, his gear and his run and carry and all the rest of it, um, you do have to um, you know, defend the footy and you know, try and stop a bloke from um, you know, having an influence. So I thought you know, when Liam Ryan and, and, and Rioli in particular um started to get a bit more of the footy in that third and fourth quarter, Jane. Um, he's probably one I, w- I would have backed in to try and stifle their influence, um, but he just wasn't showing that defensive intent for mine. So, um, yeah, look, um, yeah, love him as a player, but, uh, yeah, I hope in, in, in time he's able to temper that exuberance and, and wanting to run the footy um, and does at times stick to his defensive role and, and the structures, because I'm sure, um, you know, the other defenders might have had um, a couple of words to say on occasion during the night. Yeah. We saw that kick, mate, that he went inborn. And, mm. you know, he put his hand up, he, like, he knew that he stuffed up, so to speak, but yep. it was just so costly. Um, Peter Wright, again, mate, he got into our votes and, you know, had 13 disposals, 11 kicks, two handballs. Uh, in, Eight marks, uh, zero tackles. And he doesn't need to go into the rough, but yeah, four goals, four. I said it's uh, no scoff these days that he can kick four, but um, probably would have made, hoped he'd made more of his opportunities. 
Yep, uh, like he was marking well, um, and uh, yeah, to kick four goals. I mean, yeah, you'd be hard pressed to, to expect more from a uh, a big forward, um, but he had plenty of opportunities. So um, look, um, <laughs> I suppose it's, it's one of those things with, with Peter Wright. We know how good he can be. Sometimes he can just be an absolute, um, you know. Um, gun from yeah, kicking from anywhere, you'll slot him like you remember that North game where he kicked seven. Mm. Um, but um, was yeah. it Bulldogs? Or oh, the Bulldogs, Bulldogs, that's right, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so uh, but when you do have like he really could have kicked a bag uh, on the night. Um, uh, so like it's great that he's taken the marks and he's um, he, he didn't stop presenting. That's another thing I, I really liked about his game. Um, but uh, certainly, if he could have even you know, kicked six goals, two, or you know, even the five goals, three, or something like that, just um, uh, convert a bit more, that puts that bit more scoreboard pressure on the opposition, um, you know, which uh, has that effect on momentum. It has its you know, effect on you know, confidence throughout the match, not only for yourself, but for the team more broadly. So um, that's the responsibility you have as a, as a forward. So... Um, uh, but I thought, yeah, obviously it's still a good game of the night to get four goals. Uh, the captain, uh, Dyson Heppel, mate, he, look, I thought he started the game brilliantly. Probably yep. his best you know, quarter in a long time. Yep. Um, you know, I still think him and Jay Kelly called for the ball far too much. Mm. And both of their kickings are slow, like, and it's easy to read and gets turned over. Yep. Um, but Dyson Heppel, he had the 20 disposals, 13 kicks, seven handballs, six marks, a couple of tackles, and uh, went at 85% efficiency, which sounds brilliant. But it doesn't really uh, show in the game because so many times um, it generally leads to slow play and turnovers, even though maybe not directly from Dyson. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair call. I mean... Uh, that first quarter, he was everywhere. I thought, you know, and he laced out Peter Wright on a couple of occasions. Um, you know, he did show some um, good disposal of the footy. Um, but yeah, sometimes it, it kind of feels like he falls off a cliff from quarter to quarter. And from the that first quarter, we didn't see that output for the rest of the game. Or at least, at least for mine. Um, uh, because, you know, uh, most of his... I suppose attacking uh, positions were through that time. Later on in the game, he, he did try and you know, reload, uh, but we did see him turn it over a couple of occasions. And I absolutely agree with your point there, Jane. You know, Jake Kelly and Dyson Apple, yes, they, they call for the footy because they do want to bring um, you know, the, the ball further up the ground, but they are not the best users of it. Um, I suppose they, they really need to understand that um, the guys that should be using the footy are guys like Redmond, are guys like Hind, are guys like Ridley. Um, those more sure-footed um, users of the ball, uh, as much as we love them, um, you know, Heppel and Kelly just aren't those caliber of, of kicks. Um, and uh, as you say, if it's not directly, um, it can and has learnt, led to sort of indirect turnovers through slow and um, uh, like use the footy and you know those ones where you just kick it up in hope to you know. A, a two-on-two two down the wing or um, or something like that where, uh, yeah, as I mentioned earlier in the pod, we're not known for our, uh, as the best contested marking side of the competition. So uh, I still think he had a solid game for us. Um, but, 
yeah, certainly um, the difference between his first quarter and the rest of the game was was pretty striking. Yeah, and I was just going to say, like the reason that those guys can get so much of the footy is because the opposition allow you to, mm. and that's uh, pretty damning in a way because um, it's not because you're uh, sometimes working so hard off the footy, which I'm sure they both are, but it's also what the opposition will give you. Yeah, so um, I think sometimes like. They just need to focus on the basics, and that's defending, and that's their position, right? Um, yeah, not there to be quarterback styles, and probably leads us back to what? Why isn't um, Jordan Ridley the man uh, getting those opportunities? Mm. Um, yeah, Sam Durham. Uh, he seemed that's well, two weeks in a row because against the Saints as well. When he goes up for those big jumps, mate, when he comes down, he seems to be hobble a little bit, like wonder if there's a little bit of soreness somewhere there. Yeah, you did you're right, uh, Massimo got in the way of him um, taking a huge hanger it looked like at one stage or mm. a big leap at least. Yeah. But um yeah he doesn't find a whole heap of the footies Sam but he, he certainly works hard. He certainly does mate. Like you love the way he goes about it. Um certainly a lot of development still to go. Uh from him particularly he's uh, like technique and being able to hold a tackle and, and things like that. Um, but, yeah, what he does offer is, is run, is grit. Um, so, uh, look, I've got no worries with Durham. I'm, I'm sure he'll grow into a um, you know, really serviceable and a solid player for us. Uh, I didn't think he had the, the best night uh, against the Eagles. Yeah, I think the thing with him, too, is like just the one tackle on the night. and That's one thing you know, we kind of said last year when he came in, he, because he he's basically came straight into the same side, but his tackling was you know quite clear that he hadn't developed that, and I think on the basis of this season it looks the same. Although it looks like he could be a really scrappy kind of player that could force a lot of tackles once he gets the knowledge of when to lay them. So um, yeah, I still think he's got a good future, and he and he is a really helpful player to us. Absolutely. Uh, Harry Jones struggled, mate, to be honest. Like, um, it's good to see he got a couple of goals, and I think that was mainly because he, uh, yeah, he just kept persevering and you know, a couple of handballs out and so forth. But uh, He's a smart player, and you know, I just think he needs time. Um, you know, I think at the moment it's uh, all or nothing. You know, the ball gets kicked to him, and you know, it's, it is hard for him to get out. I think his best footy will be when he's a, really uh, searching forward to leads up to the wings and stuff and then cuts back in forward. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, I think he's just working his way back into this season after you know, a number of uh, foot and ankle problems. Yeah, as you say, Jam, uh, the more games into him, the, the better. Uh, he'll continue to grow and develop and he's going to be such an exciting prospect for us. Um, so, uh, look... Did kick a couple of goals in the night, but otherwise very quiet. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be uh, excellent in the years to come. Just need to keep him fit, Jane. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Nick Bryan, uh, yeah, it's always good to see uh, new players coming in. And, and, like, I know he's played a number of games, but, um, you know, Phillips being out and Nick Bryan coming in, um, 
wasn't his best moments, mate. I know you picked out a number of times where he didn't seem to be watching the footy, particularly when working defensively. And we saw that one where he had his back to the play and the Eagles went inboard and found a mark and carved it a goal. So that's something he, I'm sure the club will work on. But yeah, he had the eight disposals, six kicks, two handballs, three tackles, but no marks, uh, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, and you know, people probably have a go at me for piling onto the young bloke kind of thing, um, but certainly not my intention. Um, no, it, it's more just uh, look. We don't doubt his talent. I think he is a really talented player, and I, I actually back the club for giving games because I think you know if he sees that he's not getting opportunity, I'm sure there'll be other clubs come knocking at the door because um, he shows a lot of promise. Um, but it's just one of those ones where um, you know you, you have to. I suppose, get up to the speed of the game. Uh, unfortunately, the, the bright lights of the AFL, no one gets um, uh, gets a, a free ride and um, uh, and everything like that. Um, you, know, you have to work to develop and all the rest of it. And he absolutely is he's working for it. But um, uh, just that game awareness is where he needs to think. I mean, we've seen it at VFL level. He obviously won the, I think, um, our best and fairest. Um, might have been... Uh, last year, it was. Yeah, yeah, last year. Was late. Um, but... Um, like the step up between VFL and AFL is, is uh, yeah, pretty big. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think he needs to, like, one, yep, work on gaming words, but also use his strengths. I think, um, as we've sort of commented on previously, James, he can be a really good user of the footy. Like his field kicking is actually quite solid, um, or certainly from what I've seen. Um, so, I mean, if he can convert that into, you know, showing a bit of forward craft, um and getting a goal or two, I mean, I suppose one thing to work on there is you need to be marking the footy. Uh, so for, yeah. for, for neither him or Draper to get a mark throughout the game is uh, yeah, sort of disappointing. But I'm sure that'll be pointed out to him. Again, another game for his development. He'll be better for it. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll see how many games he gets through the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, great to see Jake Stringer kick uh, three goals. Um, yeah. Yeah. He still is a very strong player. He still see pivot and be able to, you know, take on bodies and and keep going forward. But um, yeah, hopefully he can, he can stay healthy for the rest of the season and continue to build. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I gave him a vote, so um, no, I thought he had a, a decent game. So it's good to see him, uh, you know, crack in and get a bit more of that contested footy. Uh, Mason Redmond, mate. Uh, you know, I gave him four votes and. Uh, like the way he played, 21 kicks, 16 kicks, five handballs, seven marks, two air, uh, two tackles, sorry. And, yeah, he just works so hard and mm. said 100% efficiency, uh, fair effort. Yeah, and uh, like again, uh, I'm probably uh, you know, up for some scrutiny for my um, <laughs> for my votes. I mean, certainly I can understand where, um, where you found the votes for him. I guess I, I always... Um, uh, I think oh, I'd love him to take the game a bit more, like especially with his kicking. Like when he does that, he can really open sides up. Um, and also, I'd love him to have a bit more of a running carry with a footy. Like, yeah, he's got those big loping legs, Jane. Um, and when he gets a run of steam up, um, he moves pretty bloody quickly. Um, he certainly did have a very solid game for us. Um, you know, to get 449 metres gained, take the seven marks, he, yeah, you can tell he worked hard throughout the match. He even got a goal assist, which is a fantastic work uh, for the young bloke. 
Um, so I'm hoping he maintains the race, James, because um, I reckon there's a real player in Mason Bedman. Uh, so uh, looking forward to continuing to, um, yeah, develop uh, his game. Yeah. Um, Jake Kelly had plenty of the footy, mate. 21 kicks, 15... Uh, sorry, 21 disposals, 15 kicks, six handballs, 12 marks. Mm. Um, goes to show, it comes back to... How many is the opposition leading you take? Um, mm. And just the two tackles, but, you know, his efficiency is listed as 95%, mate. But a lot of that is, I'm sure, the club doesn't give him a licence to be creative. It's a lot of short kickings, which slows our play. And um, that's what I was getting back to with him and Heppel. Um, you know, I think we look much more dangerous when we move the ball quicker. And um, yeah, when the ball goes through with those two, you just know that, it's going to be another chip generally, unless it's a throw it on the boot. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that sort of frustrated me with um, uh, with Kelly on the night was, yep, he'd call for the footy, but then he'd, he'd act all frustrated and throw his hands out, like, oh, come on, you know, lead for me or something. And that's okay, you know, I suppose, once or every now and then, but it was every time he got the footy almost, Jane, um, which, you know, sort of leads me to believe, look, if, if you're not happy with how people are presenting or anything like that, um, <laughs> like don't don't call for the footy, don't call for the responsibility. Um, if you're not confident that you're going to be able to set the next bloke up to to take a grab, um, I actually thought he had a, quite a solid game for us. Um, and but you know it, it's stuff like that where you think if you're not a, a confident ball user, that's where you can slow us down. You having a whinge and saying you know. Um, present something or you don't know where to kick it as you said before Jane that slows the play play down and um, you know allowed uh, West Coast to you know filter back and uh, clog up the space um, yeah that we ultimately didn't have so um, uh, yeah I, I still thought he had a solid game but um, yeah, I think decision making still needs a bit of work uh, Braden Hare mate got back into the side um, but wasn't needed, so even though it registers as a game, um, yeah, unfortunately for Braden, he didn't get a chance to play. He did play against St Kilda and was noticeably omitted. Uh, but now uh, we move on to Mac Welby. Um, as I said, mate, again, he doesn't get a lot of the footy. He's a pressure forward at the moment and he was able to snap two nice goals. Um, just a nine kick, sorry, nine disposed, five kicks, four handballs, one mark, and just two tackles. So uh, he certainly tried hard, but um, yeah, he probably helped us more uh, with his uh, quick thinking when the ball landed in his hands near the ball line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, look, he's, he'll, um, you know, where you're going to get out of golf, he, like, he'll, he'll keep trying until the final siren. Um, yeah. Doesn't always have that, I suppose, um, game sense to find a lot of the footy um, and the nine disposals, but uh, did make the most of, I suppose, limited opportunities, kicking a couple of goals, a um, couple of tackles. So I thought he's had a, a solid game for us, um, yeah, without being outstanding. Nick Martin went back to his home state, um, had 20 disposals, 11 kicks, nine handballs, six marks and two tackles and Mate, did you like when he grabbed the jumper and uh, <laughs> showed the camera when he um, 
kicked a very important goal. Yeah, absolutely loved it, mate. Um, yeah, well, I show a bit of passion uh, for the jumper. Um, yeah, just warms the cockles of your heart. Um, so, no, I love that from young Mato. Yeah, uh, it'd be great to see him. Um, yeah, again, he was harsh for me not to give him a vote. He probably deserved one. Uh, what a find he's been, mate, as an SSP selection. Mm. Uh, he's a certainly to be top five in the BNF, I reckon. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, I don't know how, what to make of that, mate. Is that damning on the rest of them or what? But a um, uh, very good player for us and really glad he found his way yeah, down to the hangar. And lastly, awesome. mate, the mm. newest addition, Massimo D'Ambrosio. Um, yeah, he just had the 14 disposals, eight kicks, six tables, five marks and one tackle, uh, kicking the ball at 79%. Some of his kicks are like a laser beam, mate. Mm. He's going to be pretty valuable as he's going ahead. Certainly will, mate. Like a couple of them just make you go, oh, geez. Like there was that one coming out of um, the defensive 50 um, where he looked to be, you know, you would expect from an Eston fan um, the ball would go long down the wing. Uh, but he actually, you know, went, uh, I suppose, a little bit inboard to um, uh, to Langford. It was just a beautiful pass. just laced him out nicely. Uh, and you thought, gee, that's a pretty special skill to have there. So, uh, no, I'm really liking his, his game. Uh, Mass, yes, he's got some work to do on, you know, sticking to structures and um, making sure not to get in the way of your, um, uh, of your teammates. Um, but certainly you can see why we selected him. And, um, yeah, he, he's another one you can see could be an absolute beauty. Yeah. Well, mate, I think that's all of them. Uh, yeah, no players it. in the 40s this time. Um, getting through. Um, yeah, look. Sydney next week, mate. It's going to be a tough game. Mm. Uh, you know, as I said to you earlier, I'm really interested in what the reaction will be, you know, with Luke Parker. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if we will intentionally go a little bit physical towards him or we just try and forget, move on and forget, but I'm pretty sure the crowd won't. <laughs> Absolutely not, mate. Uh... You know, I think you'll uh, expect a few boos on the day. Uh, <laughs> and I'll be one of those people, um, you know, you know, ripping into him because, uh, you know, even though our performance was terrible on the night we played Sydney, um, yeah, you don't stand for the opposition mocking your team. No, certainly don't, mate. So um, uh, I'm sure he'll, he'll copy his uh, fair whack from the crowd. He seems a couple type of player. He won't mind that particularly. Um, he'll no doubt probably expect it, know it's coming. Um, but uh, look, it's, it's up to Essendon now to actually you know, go, okay, what do we want to get out of this season? Um, yeah, we've lowered our colours on a number of occasions, um, but can we stand up? Uh, towards the end, you know, take some things from this season to go, okay, yep, we, we challenge them in these areas um, uh, because certainly Sydney can be a very good uh, contested team. They they picked us apart last time we played them at, at the SEG. Um, so you'd want to hope they have a, a vested interest in, you know, wanting to even up a couple of scores there. Um, you know, and as for Dylan Shield, I don't imagine he'll get overly physical, but I would hope um, the playing list themselves will um, 
you know, put a bit of time into Parker, um, you know, maybe a friendly bump here and now just to let him know that, you know, the red and black is a very proud jumper and we won't be stood over. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens on the night, Jane. Yeah, well, it's going to be a day game, mate. Eh? Mm. So I think it's a day game at the G. Um, mm. It's always good to uh, yeah, attend. Um, it's actually surprising, mate. We usually get a pretty good crowd against the Swans. Um, and, you know, the old South Melbourne supporters come out and there's a bit of feeling in our games generally. So, mm. yeah, I'm really looking forward to attending. Um, and let's hope we can have a bit of a go against them and, you know, um, Darcy Parrish should be back. Um, so it'll be interesting to see him, you know, put back into the midfield. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, a few of the boys have, you know, been a shining light in the BFL team get a tap on the shoulder as well. Um, so, mm. yeah, I'll be looking forward to the selection this week. Um, that's it for this week, mate, I think. Um, anything else you want to add? No, no, so it'll be uh, pretty exciting to see the girls in the AFLW Grand Final. Hopefully they bring home a bit of silverware before we enter the AFLW, Jane. Um, yep. Yeah. I'm already signed up as a member there um, with my kids, so we'll be eagerly awaiting the start to that season as, uh, as Essendon draws close to theirs. Uh, I mean, obviously a bit to go, but, um, you know, um, as a, as I suppose, died in red and black, um, you know, member and supporter of this club, um, it's good to see some success, uh, even though the, the blokes aren't doing particularly well at the moment. Yeah, just on the AFLW, um, just throughout the week, we named our coaching panel for our inaugural uh, AFLW season. Um, so Natasha Hardy, Kirby Bentley, Brett Gawley, I think it is, will join us as assistant coaches. Uh, or, uh, Jakara Egan and Gavin Urquhart will, uh, develop, will support as development coaches. So uh, quite, a, quite a big uh, coaching team, mate. Um, mm. And, you know, like, we look forward to seeing how we go in our our history-making first season, um, you know, and Natalie Wood being the, you know, the new or the head coach for our inaugural season will be uh, really exciting times for us uh, to have something to do over the off-season because, um, you know, we've been left out of the lurch uh, <laughs> from the initial season to the AFLW and we've finally got our chance. Um well, uh, let's uh, wait till next week, but well, I think we can say with a bit of assurance we're definitely back next week, mate, because the computer seems to have worked a treat and God knows our uh, length of uh, podcast certainly tested out. So it's sounding, <laughs> <pretty good. laughs> it's sounding pretty good. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, sorry we weren't there last week, uh, you know, um, and we hope to be a bit more uh, consistent, a bit like our Bombers going forward. So till next time, go Bombers. Go Dons.